Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to the couch. This is the first edition of the couch podcast and we're super excited to uh, be doing this today. Uh, I've got my buddies all here. Got my wife and my two best friends and um, we're ready to uh, we're ready to start the couch and we're glad that you've uh, chosen to be on the couch today. Before we start, um, um, is it considered the couch since we're not technically at a couch, we're sitting at a table? I mean, yes, we're sitting at a table with a microphone in the middle of it, but who knows? Somebody could be on the couch today, uh, sitting on the couch. Uh, but that was my wife speaking, Christina. I'm just going to introduce everybody here. I'm going to start with her. Her name is uh, Christina. She is my wife. And uh, Christina, tell us about yourself. Well, um, I'm not very good at speaking publicly, which is not really publicly, but it's still on a microphone. So if you hear me ramble, well, that's just me. And uh, what, uh, before I mention any other thing, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that um, we, us four at this table, uh, all go to Truth Church of Denison, Texas. Um, we are in different ministries of Truth Church of Denison. And... Um, Christina, what ministry are you a part of at Truth Church? I am a part of our children's ministry. And so you just assist. What do you What do you do in children's ministry? Do you so teach? So I am over our children's church on Sunday mornings. So I get together an object lesson. I uh, schedule our uh, volunteers and have music, puppet shows cool little videos and fun games for them to play before they split into their Sunday school classes. That's awesome. All right, moving on. Um, my next uh, best friend, I guess one of them, one of them here, my longer best friend at least, uh, his name is Riley. And uh, Riley, what do you do at your church? Uh, I am a youth leader for our youth group, TSM, and I'm also the bass player slash backup, third string drummer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah. That's what I am. All right, and then my other best friend, Caden, uh, which is actually Riley's brother. Uh, we just, we just, Ooh. he's kind of, he's kind of adopted here. So let's <laughs> let's be honest here. He's just adopted. Don't so Caden, so Caden, <laughs> what do you do uh, at Truth Church? I am a youth student, and I am also the photographer. He's the photographer. He's the guy that captures the moments at Truth Church uh, behind the lens, and. Um, just introducing myself again. My name is Gary. I am the promotions director over at Truth Church of Denison. Um, I am also our media director, so I'm over all of things media, AVL, uh, the fun stuff, the stuff you don't see. Um, and uh, now we've got the couch, the couch podcast. We got this going on. So he's a cool guy. <laughs> we're the, I'm cool the cool guy. guy. I'm the cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Big businessman. Yeah, okay. Big man on campus. I am. I try to be. No. I'm literally the biggest man on campus. You know, six foot seven, you know. Head and shoulders above everybody else. (laughs) I stand above everybody else in the back, too. So, but anyway, enough about me. So, welcome to the couch. Um, We are going to talk about today um, a event happened, a. a convention or a conference happened um, in the month of July. Um, NAYC was canceled, and uh, Pastor Darren of True Church, he immediately felt like there was a need to have a conference um, at Truth Church. So immediately he called me and was like, let's get some promotions uh, media together so we can get out 
Um, speakers were still not uh, set at the time, uh, but he wanted to get everything out so we could get people prepared. Uh, and that's when TCYC was born, uh, True Church Youth Conference. And we had it basically the same week that NAYC was going to happen. Um, we had five speakers that came. Uh, we had Shane Burns. We had Dylan Morgan. Um, we had uh, Cody Marks. We had uh, Caleb Herring. And then we had Drew Galloway as well speaking. Uh, so we did this uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Wednesday we had our sessions. Wednesday night we had a service. Uh, we did the same thing on Thursday and Friday with our sessions in the morning and then our uh, services in the night. And what a powerful move of God happened at TCYC. I mean, beyond what we could ever think of what happened at TCYC happened at TCYC. So today during this podcast, we are literally going to talk about the effects of TCYC and what it's done in our lives and what it's done in our local church's lives. Um, so I'm going to start the uh, questioning off here. Uh, Christina is going to talk about it uh, first. Uh, but our basically our first thing that we want to talk about it is, is exactly how TCYC has affected us individually. So I'm going to send it over to Christina. The floor is yours. Well, um, how it fe- affected me is that it just really solidified my calling and my spiritual giftings. It just really just set a fire underneath me and completely changed who I am, giving me confidence. Just every message. I know I mentioned it. It was like, If you've ever gone to youth camps or conventions, you know, you would start off at the first night service and then it would gradually like get better. And then like the last night was like blow your mind. But I felt that every night was that way for me. And I know it was for young people, but I got so fed and just it blew my mind more than I ever thought that it would. Awesome. Well, I'm going to send it over to Riley. Riley, tell us, how did TCYC affect you? So first off, I got to start off by saying, uh, when we first went into TCYC, I kind of had to ask God for some forgiveness because (laughs) I was upset that NAYC was canceled. And I just, I didn't think at first that TCYC would be able to, you know, fill the spot that uh, NAYC, I wouldn't think would be able to compare to it. And so at first that was my mindset, but then Lord got a hold of me and uh, I had to change that real quick. But yeah, like Christina said, it just, it lit a fire in me, but also like things that were spoken into my life were things that I've been wanting to hear for a long time and that I've needed to hear and that it's really helped change and direct me. And now what I need to go, what paths I need to take to, you know, pursue the calling that God has on my life. And just the steps that I need to take. And like she said, every single service was never the same as the last one. It's like it kept getting better and better and better. And like every single night, everything that I've prayed for, been praying about, like the preachers would talk about. And then God would just be speaking into my life. So yeah, it's really affected me and shown me the ways and the steps that I need to take to continue to go further and pursue the calling that God has for me. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. Uh, 
just kind of living off what Christina said, that each service was, you know, better. Um, and, and that, but the first service was like a Friday night camp meeting. Friday night camp meeting is normally like the, you know, blow your mind, just, you know, on fire for God. And <laughs> it felt like that every single night from the get go, from the word go, it just felt different. It felt like something that I've never experienced before. And I've been in the church. I've only been in the church for about 11 years. Um, and I grew up in, in the youth group. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'll be 30 this year. So that'll kind of tell you where I was, you know, 18, 19 years old in the youth group. So I didn't really get to ex- experience the early part of the youth group. But the, the atmosphere that was at TCYC was just amazing. Like I, I literally cannot describe it. Um, but the way that TCYC really affected me, I kind of have to give a little bit of a backstory, um, before TCYC and Riley can, uh, equate to this. Um, I wasn't in a, in a very right mind, so to speak. Um, I can, I think we can say out of all of us, Mm -hmm. we were all not in a quote unquote right mind before TCYC, but me personally, um, (laughs) I was coming in this thing as the promotions director, media director. Um, I work a full-time job. So this was, um, at the time, I was going to work like four hours from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. So I could then go to the services to then work from 1 to 5. So I was pretty stressed out, I have to say. Um, but I was I was starting to get angry that I was having to do this, um, all this work for TCYC. And I just, I wasn't... <laughs> I was to a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting after this. Uh, TCYC is literally the last thing that I'm doing um, as a media director or as a promotions director. I'm done. I'm just done with it because I was at my wits end. Um, and that wasn't because, you know, I'm just so busy all the time or anything like that. It was just because I wasn't spiritually right. And there was times where I was even even wondering if I was going to be at this church any longer for the fact that I just did not want to be in the situation that I was in. Uh, meaning I was just, I was tired of direction. I was tired of, of, of I, it's hard to explain, but basically that's the backstory in the sense I was, I was pretty much done. So my thought was, you know what, TCYC, I'll be done. And I'm just going to be uh, a worshiper in the crowd. I wasn't going to quit church or anything like that. I just was done being the quote unquote media director. Anyway, so fast forward to TCYC. First night, that changed. I was done. <laughs> I, was re- I was ready to be media director and promotion director for every single thing we ever did ever again. And it wasn't because, you know, the preached message of, of you know, this is what you got to do, Gary. It was just the spirit of God. And I could not imagine doing anything uh, other than what I have, I've, I'm capable of doing and what I love to do. So the way TCYC affected me is it changed my direction on some things. And we'll get into some more details, especially for myself, uh, here in a little bit with uh, the next question. Uh, But uh, I'm going to send it over to Caden real quick and have him explain how TCYC affected him. Um, So first thing is, just like every one of them, I was sad that NAYC was being canceled. But then when... uh, they said that, um, or then when we actually got into the first service, 
and you could feel the power of God and how he was moving there compared to what it would be in it. like NAYC it was more it was more of an intimate relationship with God than it was like at NAYC because you can't always get down to the front and be able to pray like you're like you want to because at NAYC especially this year you probably would have had to wear masks and then you would have had to stay in your seat and all that kind of stuff so it was honestly probably the better decision to call it off and have like our own like youth congress but uh it touched me really good and also being having the opportunity to actually serve while doing that made it a lot better because i feel like instead of sitting in a row sitting in a seat i was able to stand up at the front most of the time while preaching was going on and to me i get to listen to more of the word whenever i do that instead of sitting in the seat and then try not to fall asleep but it was just a powerful powerful uh youth convention or congress and uh it was life changing a lot of things happened in my life a lot of things god confirmed that i needed to know and uh that's all i really have but so I just want to preface something before we continue, um, and I hope this is not out of turn or, or um, upset either one of them. Um, but um, for those that don't know that are listening to the podcast, uh, Riley and Caden, their father died last year of uh, COVID-19. Um, uh, not only did they lose their father, they lost their aunt as well. Um, so you almost, and I, I just felt the Holy Ghost once once I said that, but... Um, they, they lost some family members to COVID-19. So um, almost a year now that uh, they've lost those family members. And going into this conference, I, I'm not speaking for them, but I can only imagine that that burden is still there. Um, uh, their father was a uh, prayer warrior. Their father was a uh, worshiper. And uh, he was a praise singer. And um, I believe that, you know, if, if, if you believe that, I, I believe Jeff was looking out for him for sure. And um, I believe that they're going to lead. They, these two gentlemen are going to lead a legacy that their father could never have seen. And um, I believe that. So we're not going to cry today. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You already started it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> moving on here. Um, so the next question is uh, one of the biggest things that was um, preached or spoken about uh, during TCYC is the dangers of media uh not only media but social media mm-hmm. facebook and instagram and mm-hmm. twitter and uh, who uses twitter i, I never no. really ever use no. twitter but <laughs> facebook instagram uh, snapchat um what else is reels etc etc so um <laughs> this is kind of my domain here because i'm the promotion so i deal with all of our social medias and everything so the <laughs> i mean and you know for tcyc we had we had Riley taking pictures, which was out of his comfort zone, uh, but he did a great job. And then we had um, Caden, who was doing reels. And by the end of the week, we, we didn't want to do them anymore because we didn't <laughs> want to be on social media. Yeah. Um, so we are going to uh, start off with Riley here. So the question that I have right now is discuss the effects of social media and media in each of us. And because of this conference, what have you done specifically? Uh, to remove those kind of things in your life? Oh, boy. Uh, Social media was a big, big part of my life, Uh, especially going up through uh, high school. Like, I focused on social media so, so much, just like every other person. 
uh, I went through the part where the selfie became a big thing. We went through the duck, duck lip phase and all that stuff. But everybody had their selfies posting in it. And it was all about who could get the most likes, who could get this. Well, after high school, you know, want to say, I tell people, you know, social media is not that big of a deal anymore. You know, I could get rid of it if I wanted to. And then I would find myself going on these little two or three days fast. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. But as soon, like, I mean, as soon as it was over, I jumped right back onto the phone and was like immediately downloading it. And like going back to all the things, taking up my time with the social media. And as much as I wanted to tell people, you know, I don't need social media and stuff like that. I, in my mind, I did. Like I looked for affirmation for other people. Uh, the stuff I posted, I wanted everybody to like. I wanted everybody to see what I was doing and them think, wow, you know, this guy's cool. He's got, he's got good stuff going on. Or as simple as like posting your stories on your social media. Uh, I wanted people to laugh at them. I wanted just people to enjoy what I was focused on or what I was doing. I was so worried about people enjoying things about me. And they started talking about a TCYC, how we go on these fasts, and one of the first things we do is as soon as the fast is over, we like we pick up our phone and immediately downloaded it. Yeah. And so one thing I started doing, I was like, well, I was like, when the fast is over, you know, I'll still I'll wait a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to delete my social media yet. I just I don't know, and I just started thinking about all the time it kept taking up and all that, that how it really affected me mentally and wore me out mentally because I was trying to keep up with everything going on. And then I listened to Brother Cody Mark's message again, and he talked about uh, God didn't call you here, you know, to think about a decision. He called you here to make a decision, something along the lines of that. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, social media is like, you're gone. You have to just took up way, way too much time, and I was too worried about everything else going on. And then, like, we had the tongues of interpretation at one service, and uh, it was talking about how, you know, you think we felt rejection because we're worried about the rejection of our peers and everybody watching, but that we don't know rejection until God has taken his hands away from us. And whenever that was spoken to, I was just like, man, I was like, it hit me hard. I was like, yeah, social media is something that's just too distracting, and I'm too worried about what others are thinking and not my time with God. So I was like, this, it just has to go. Social media is just, it's done for. <clears throat> yeah, and you had, um, I'm trying to remember exactly um, what you had said now, and, and it's, it's, it's lost me, but um, I'll kind of uh, talk on what social media was for me. <laughs> The um, the week before TCYC, before uh, we had deleted the apps of Instagram and Facebook and everything, um, I went to a uh, pretty awesome little uh, feature on the iPhone that uh, says screen time on it, and uh, <laughs> um, I was I was pretty sick uh, with what what it said um, for the week. I had spent 22 hours, or I'm sorry, 11 hours on um, Facebook and 11 hours on social media. My Bible was not even in the top portion of that, uh, those things. Messages was another one or, and, and, and some other things. But 11 hours on Facebook and 11 hours on Instagram. And most of the time that was me and uh, Riley sending back stupid reels to each other. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we would spend, you know, time after time just sending dumb reels. and. 
you know, I I, I want to talk about the the the, and I I might come come back to you, um, and we, we we might explain this a little bit more in the next question, but um, so social media to me really wasn't um, about anybody else; it was about me, and I think that's that's really what social media is really about. It's not it's not about anybody else; it's literally just about us, and. Um, I was that guy that, you know, I was like, hey, look how many likes I've gotten. I'd show my wife sometimes. She'd be like, I don't care. And, you know, I was like, oh, my video that I made got, you know, 700 views or whatever. And I'm like, look, babe. And she's like, okay, I'm so proud of you. And then she'd But roll. not really. But not then really. she'd roll her eyes, you know. <laughs> so, and, and I feel like Caden is probably that way too because we've talked about reels and everything and stuff that we've made and, and it's nice to see that people like things and and that they liked what but do they really really like it yeah and that was that was my biggest thing with social media was you know if i got 10 likes i mean i didn't delete the post i i've heard that some young people uh <laughs> riley raised his hand this is this is audio yeah. medium you can't they can't see you raising your hand but riley raised his hand because he deleted a post that didn't get enough likes or mm-hmm. his stat, the status quo of you know, what was considered a good post, likewise. And so for me, this is, and I'm, I'm gonna get a little deep here, but social media got me going down things that um, I never thought I would be going down, uh, looking at things that I never thought I would ever look at. And it's on social media, guys. This is literally on a free platform. All you gotta be is quote unquote 13 years old to view this stuff. And I was seeing this stuff on Instagram and on Facebook. And I would, Christina would be like, probably want to shut me up because I'd get on Facebook and I'd see the same old person (laughs) posting about the same old Democratic moron or the same old Republican savior. And I just, oh, it would drive me nuts. And I just, I would, I would be so angry and like I would, I would literally just scroll through it aimlessly. And even after we've removed it and, and gotten it off my phone, I'm still trying. Every time I pick up my phone, I literally try to go to social media. And one of the things that I've done, and I'll, I'll kind of explain this later, uh, is I've put the Bible app in the same spot as where Facebook used to be. So where I would automatically click on that app, I'm now clicking on the Bible, and I'm like, then I feel convicted, and I have to read it. <laughs> so, and and that's that's the effects of social media were just were stupid to me. Like, I was, I look at it now and see, man, I really wasted a bunch of time on doing aimlessly dumb stuff and looking at really just just the dumbest things like we would we would catch ourselves <laughs> watching things and i'm just like why am i watching this i don't even i don't even like i would let it just play and, christina and, look at this christina look at this exactly <laughs> like it, nothing it literally had nothing to do with anything good and it, it might not have been necessarily bad as in like it was you know unholy stuff but it was just like you know who needs to watch you know dogs eating food and making you know sounds and uh, what is it asmr or whatever Uh, and just you know stuff like that so so, i don't know i just the the way that it affected me was was a lot deeper and i feel like since i've removed it um 
I've gotten a piece at things. Um, I'm not bad all the time at, at you know people being dumb, posting dumb stuff. I'm not looking at things that I should be, I shouldn't be looking at. Um, and I just, I, I feel an uplifting, and I don't feel like I'm, I'm chained to my phone. I don't feel like I have to have my phone in my hand, or I have to be doing something in a crowd, um, or you know, I can actually talk to people instead of having my face in my phone. So that's how social media, uh, you know, and everything. So I'm gonna send it over to Caden now and just have him kind of explain um, how social media or uh, media in general um, has changed us. Well, uh, back on the screen time thing, first off on Instagram, I went back and looked at mine the week before TCYC, it was like 11 hours. And I saw the week before that one, it was 19 hours on Instagram. That's just sitting there scrolling on reels and just sitting there and just three plus hours a day and just sitting there doing that, which is not the greatest thing because also it's not filtered. So you could be looking at one thing, like a sports thing, and then the next thing could be indecent people dancing to a song, and that's not the greatest thing for you to look at, especially being not being the strongest spiritual person in the the world, and then it leads you down wrong paths. And, uh, but I... Soon as, um, like, uh, I was in the, uh, it was Friday morning. It was at the, we had a uh, panel discussion and, uh, I got called up or he called people up to the front and, um, I went up there and I was taking pictures or taking videos. And then our pastor walked up to me and told me to put the camera down and he started praying for me and he started talking to me and stuff like that and telling me that I needed to delete it. Because he was, God told him that I was spending too much time, internet and uh, on media, and that I needed to delete it and, and get rid of things, just like um, another thing. Just instead of just like media alone, he also did it a couple months ago. He called me over and he did the same thing, and then after that, it was about my hair because my I would grow my hair out. And I wouldn't want to cut it because I liked it being long. And I thought it, and I just liked it being longer and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, but, and so, and also being the torment of like, you know, media. And so, yeah, since I like my hair long, I would follow trends, try to follow trends with it. And that's all on media stuff. And the torment from media that you get from media, if you don't get on it, then, you know, the devil's trying to fight you because you're trying to do right, but you're not. So he was, he, uh, I was in the front and he told me to cut my hair as a sim, as a commitment to God that, uh, everything that media and other kind of stuff like that. And also self, like my, like self and like, um, pride and stuff like that of like hair and stuff like that and trends. And also he told me to cut it so that I can make a commitment to God that, it won't and don't let it grow long and just have a commitment to God about that. And then at TCYC, that service, he told me that the best thing to do was he was deleting his and that he, he didn't tell me to delete it. But he said he, he, he really encouraged me deleting it to see how good and how far I would go. And as soon as I got back to the back, I went right online, right on to delete my Instagram account.com and deleted it. As much as I liked, I didn't post a whole lot. 
I would post every now and then, and but like whenever I would put a reel out, I would get two thousand views and be so excited <laughs> about it, and it was I would be so excited. Uh, but the main thing was I would sit there and look at reels, and then just like what Gary said, you get off, you're you're seeing these things that's not the most pure thing, and it would just lead you down something you're not supposed to look at, and that's on a free app. Like, it's ridiculous. Now, Facebook, I deleted that too, but I was never really on that that much because I'm not an old folk. So. <laughs> Come on. <now. laughs> Come on. I'm not old, so uh, I, I kind of – it wasn't hard for me to delete Instagram or Facebook. It was Instagram, but I got rid of it because it is not for me. It's for God. So that's all I had to say. Awesome. So, Christina, um, Christina has a, a different kind of uh, story. Um, she's going to lean more towards the media side of things. Um, social media, of course, is part of it, but she's going to lean on more of the media side of things. And I want her to open up and really explain um, how media affected her and what TCYC has done uh, to help her remove that. So um, I am 28 years young, Ooh. and <laughs> I have been in the church my entire life. I was born into the arms of Wayne and Jennifer Gay, loving parents. God couldn't have given me a better set of parents. They raised me with right morals and everything. So this has nothing to do with how they raised me because they were wonderful, godly parents. And I love them with all of my heart. So if mom and dad, you're listening to this, this has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with me and my flesh. So I was raised in a home where there was no TV up until I was about uh, 10 or so. Um, but uh, there was TV at my mama's house. And so anytime I would go over to her house, I would be so just is enthralled is the word I'm looking for. Just uh, just in love with this screen in front of me that was bright light that I would even watch infomercials like no kidding <laughs> and there was one time and I, this is an embarrassing story so you get to laugh with me as I tell this um, my sisters always gave me um, you know wouldn't let me live it down and it's just funny now anyway so I was probably five or six I think and we were there my parents were playing cards for hours and I was sitting in the living room and I could not stop looking at this at the TV screen that I just peed on the floor because I couldn't get up through commercials or anything. Wow. That's how bad. That's how addicted I at, at that young age I was, and you know didn't think anything of it being that young. But that's I think that's just when it started because my flesh. I think just the enemy knew even at that young age that if he could get me then that he would have me for life. So, you know. Anytime I would go over to Mama's house and I'd stay up all night just watching TV because when I went home, I wouldn't have it. And so, you know, I grow up and then at 10, my mom and dad started letting us watch like cartoons and stuff. We would uh, borrow movies from Mama's house and we'd get the stuff off of Netflix, you know, and it would be, you know, stuff that was rated G or even PG, you know, nothing bad. Then, of course, you know, that opens to more and then cable. And then, well, for a lot of people, it probably, you know, it didn't really affect them. They could have it. They couldn't. It wouldn't affect their lives. But me, it became an addiction. And not only an addiction um, 
and I've never shared this publicly, but I feel like it's necessary because most of the time you hear men talk about it and not women, but the addiction to television and movies grew from that into pornography because I got so curious as to what, um, if I'm allowed to use real language, yeah, this, uh, I got this curious about sex and I, you know, you know, it was a, a mute point, you know, growing up like, oh, it's bad. We don't talk about it. You know, do you know about it? Yes, I knew about it when I was young because I read it in a kid's book, you know, cartoon images and stuff. So my mom didn't really talk to me about it because I'd already found out. But, you know, there was a lot of things that, you know, people would say innuendo, like on television or, you know, sitting in a restaurant. And so I just got curious and I would just Google and images and videos and stuff would pop up. And when pornography hits you, it just latches into you and... I have struggled with it for a long time, just media and addiction. And I've tried so much over the years to go on fasts. Like Riley had said, you know, you do good, but then after you fast it, you overindulge. And it just years and years, I don't even want to know how much time I have spent (laughs) watching and consuming media and you even lie to yourself saying oh i can handle it that's what many of the preachers said i can handle it it's not that bad i have a with quotations in my hand prayer life or you know i was a bible quizzer for nine years i can handle this i'm full of the words so i can watch whatever i want it's not bad i'm not the one uh you know cussing i'm not the one you know having uh premarital sex i'm not the one doing drugs i'm not the one murdering people it's okay but for me it's not okay because the spirits attached to what came out of that television screen is something that I caution you on because you don't want to have to fight that kind of stuff. And I get emotional thinking about it because years of my life wasted because of what I thought was okay when it really wasn't okay because the the devil, he is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And when your defenses are down, oh, mm-hmm. man, he eats that up. But anyway, so I, my husband and I had, you know, I had said, I'm not going to watch it anymore. In January, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I want to live my life free of this. So I gave up watching uh, TV shows. And I was like, YouTube is fine because there's nothing wrong with YouTube. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. For me, YouTube is the small open window. And, you know, I was watching, like, stuff on doing research for children and, you know, research on cleaning houses and, you know, then research on cooking recipes. And then in the little recommended section, it'll pop up you know, something about a movie. And I was like, oh, I'm a, you know, movie buff. I've watched this before. I can just watch this little clip. And then here I am four hours later, you know, up in the middle of the night, it's four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to go to sleep. I'll just watch one more video. You know, then the sun's coming up and I'm like, oh man, I've got to cook my husband breakfast. So not only did media spiritually affect me, it affected my marriage because Whenever you're not going to bed with your, you know, your spouse 
and you're up here, you're separating yourself because just be, you know, you're sleeping, but you still have that connection knowing that your spouse is right there in the bed next to you. You know, you feel that comfort and that, and that peace knowing that, Hey, my spouse is right there. And it just, it's all of it. It was just bad for me. And so I, um, anyway, so I decided in January to give it up and I was telling my husband, but I mean, he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But still wanted to watch like HDTV and food network and stuff. But for me, it was still like an addiction. It was like, you know, being, if I was addicted to drugs, my husband in there doing, you know, snorting or shooting up and I'm in here going, oh, I just need a taste, you know? And of course I don't know anything about drugs. So if that's wrong, you know, I should stop talking. Pretty but close. anyway, <clears throat> anyway, but, um, it still affected me because it still let it in because commercials, man, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. bad. Well, anyway, I'm the type of person when conflict arises or hardship or stress or anything, I just want to escape, not deal with it yes. and get away from it. And media was that for me because I could flip it on and not think, not talk, not pray, not do anything, just there. And so I would go back and I reverted back in, I think, April into watching. And I mean, she's streaming all day, every day, filling every moment with this media. So that meant no Bible, no prayer, no God whatsoever. And so I was, I was like telling God, I don't need you because I have media. I don't need you because I have Grey's Anatomy. I don't need you because I have lost, you know, and how lost was I? And... So this conference, I have never been free from that desire to have that media before my eyes. I have lived 20, well, okay, well, because not first, anyway, I've lived about 15 years of my life with the constant desire to fill my life with media. TV, television, movies, YouTube, and this conference, when those preachers got up there under the anointing of the Holy Ghost speaking on God's behalf for the people, changed me in ways that now I don't have that constant desire to fill life with media. I've never been a person who likes to read books, and this week I've picked up about three or four books and I'm just amazed at what God has done for me whenever you decide I'm not going to consume something that to most people doesn't seem dangerous but to me it's dangerous and I urge you to really think about what you consume because what you put in is what you're going to get out you know and what you entertain you cannot rebuke. So if you're entertaining premarital sex in your eyes, because the eyes are the window to the soul. So what you're putting through your eyes, you can't rebuke it later on. So if you're having those thoughts, you can't say, oh, you know, I rebuke you, you know, that, that flesh, that lust to have, you know, sex before marriage because you're watching it, you know? So just remember that what you entertain, what you put in, what you get joy out of watching, you cannot 
rebuke it. You cannot speak to it and tell it to leave. So that's what happened for me. I was able to cast it out of my life and it no longer affects me. So I'm so grateful to Pastor Dan and to these preachers who, who brought this word forth that my life will be forever changed, never going back to that life because that's not freedom. God is freedom. Yeah. True freedom. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, also talking about social media, just kind of mentioned what Gary was talking about, how I've noticed that it'll start making you frustrated at others as well. Like, not to, <laughs> not to call Gary out, but he would get so frustrated. I noticed, and like to the point where you're muting or blocking people from your own church or, you know, Friends that you know, it, it would have it would have that effect on you. That's yeah. for real. Like you would really be upset at your brothers and sisters in Christ. And then also, like they started talking about how everything's just one click away, and how it doesn't matter how innocent you know you think you are or pure you are. And if you have social media and you only follow people in your church or only specific churches and stuff like that, it it doesn't matter. As soon as you hit the explore page. Like social media is designed to grab your attention and you're going to see things that you were not expecting to see Mm -hmm. and it's going to grab your interest. It doesn't matter. It's going to take up your time. And I was kind of thinking about, you know, other generations, they struggle with things, but nothing like our generation has. And you know how they talk about in the last days, you know, we're the chosen generation. Well, now it's kind of like media is almost like one of the biggest weapons ever created to distract us because it didn't. They didn't have social media back then. Now it is for this generation, this time, because the enemy's worried. And so he's trying to use something to really, really distract. And that's what social media is. Like, I mean, I know there could be some good things out of it. But in all honesty and truth, it is a very big distraction. It makes you... And then also, like, notice, like, you're always watching the other people in the church, like, seeing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you see that they mess up or they slip on social media, what happens... You go and tell other people about it, and then that causes rumors and gossip and everything, and you start speaking bad about you know your brothers and sisters and stuff like that. And so, it's, it's social media is just poison. Honestly, it is. But that's that's all I have to say about it. You, you speak about the explore page, and and literally the job of Instagram is to um, anytime that you click on something. So if for those that don't know, the explore page has like tons of pictures and videos and reels, etc. Uh, and literally Instagram's job is to track exactly what you like, Mm -hmm. what you watch and what you comment on. And they suggest things that are in that same relation of different posts. So you might see, you might be into food and your explore page might be a bunch of food and desserts and everything. And, but sometimes it might be, uh, you know, TikTok dances, or or, and if you have TikTok, I'm just gonna say it right now. <laughs> delete it. That's that. Just just delete. Just delete social media. Period. But I, I, <laughs> delete TikTok. Delete TikTok for sure. But and I want this directed at parents right now because I've experienced this firsthand. And I want to tell you, you think Instagram is safe, and maybe you don't think it's safe. Maybe you maybe you are hesitant to allow your student or even yourself. On Instagram, I got a news flash for you. There's child pornography mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen it. There's child pornography. Whether you like it or not, there's child pornography on Instagram. It's hard to find, but it ain't that hard to find. And I know the internet has child pornography. Obviously, the internet has pornography, but the internet does have child pornography. And it's not hard to find. It's there. And, but Instagram, you can hide it a little bit better. Because you can delete your search history. And you can delete things on Instagram that you would never thought that you could delete. You can hide things. Uh, I, I, I didn't even know this, but apparently there's a hidden... I think there's a hidden uh, messaging, kind of like the Snapchat. Van the vanish mode. Yeah, so like you can send pornographic images of yourself mm -hmm. through Instagram, like Snapchat. So if you think Snapchat is bad and you don't let your child have it, they can do the exact same thing on Instagram. So, and I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna move off this, but I just wanted to give a 411 that guess what? Just because. You think Instagram is safe? It's not. I promise you that. All right, so we're going to move on here. Um, I'm sorry, Caden. Did you have something that you wanted to say, or are you ready for the next thing? Oh, okay, okay. You're not ready for the next thing? So, Caden's uh, not ready for the next thing. But So, Christina had kind of brought up um, the uh, what you put in your life or something to that effect you can't rebuke. I think the specific thing was what you worship, uh, you can't rebuke, or something like that. What you entertain. What do you entertain, yes. So, what you entertain, you cannot rebuke. And who, I think that was Brother um, oh, Cody. Oh, a lot of I think people. all of them said I think it. some, uh, one way or the other, though, that Every idea well, came about. Brother Caleb Herring, like I had it written down, it said, you can't rebuke distractions, you have to eliminate them. That's one thing he said. Yes. That was I think good. Mark Brown was one of them that said this, those specific words that I spoke. So, so, not a so yeah, so not a what does that mean? So, like, what you entertain, so whatever you put into your life, whether it be social media, whether it be media, you have to, if you, I'm butchering this right now. So, if you're putting it in front of your face and you go to the altar and you say, okay, I'm going to give that up. He said, he said, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. We can, mm -hmm. we can give it up. It's no big deal. Social media, media, it's no big deal. What's going to hurt? But if it's no big deal, then give it up. Mm -hmm. If it's no big deal. So the question is, explain something that you had to rebuke in your life and what we've done to replace those things. So like if we remove Facebook, if we remove Instagram, social media, remove TV, what have you replaced that time that would have spent on social media or media and what have you replaced it with? Go ahead, Christina. So what I had to rebuke was myself, my flesh, me. Christina had to be rebuked because I entertained that, oh, I am, you know, I'm a child of God. I'm this. I'm good at this. I'm a prayer warrior. I'm a kid's teacher. I can do this. And I had to rebuke myself because I can't do any of it. It's not me. I love it because my pastor has been preaching on, you know, do you please God? And um, it just left me what I was going to say. 
Okay. I hate that. I hate when that happens. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I had to. Oh, none of me and all of you, Jesus. Right. Because a lot of it's, oh, less of me and more of you. But no, 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 none of me because because I can't do anything. Because when I put even the smallest amount of, of me in there, it overtakes everything that I do. And I kind of get to where I take over from God that, you know, and I'm, you know, yes, there's faith and yes, there's confidence and boldness in Christ. But you can be a hindrance to yourself and to your faith mm-hmm. when you put too much of yourself in it and oh I believe this and blah 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 but I had to rebuke myself and kill my a lot of myself um yeah so and honestly I've replaced it with just true dedication to God to his word to le- really learning about him um reading I'm reading a great book by brother Ken Gurley. So, you know, I'm going to give, you know, give him a little support. It's on the book on prayer and it's really, really good. But, but just reading and doing things that are productive because I do have a lazy spirit and a slothful spirit. So, um, just being more productive in God is what I had to do. So you were, you, you had mentioned earlier, you're starting to read. Um, what would you suggest to a young person or anybody, honestly, um, that's struggling with, with media? Um, what would you suggest to replace? How would you replace those things? Well, for one thing, anytime you have the urge to watch a movie or anything, instead, what I've done is I, I go to my Bible app and I put in, in the search, any, a word that just hits me, any kind of word, and then it leads me to a scripture, and I read that scripture, and I digest that scripture. Or in this case, when I ha- when where, where I would have spent the day watching something, I just picked up a book and read a couple pages. And, um, and I suggest reading something that was written by someone who knows God, someone who reads God's word, because what they have written down in the spirit is going to come it's going to come on you and it's going to give you that peace to to not consume something that you shouldn't all right so we're sending it to riley here um what are what are some of the things you've replaced and and what have you replaced them with so like christina was talking about how you know kind of rebuke you know myself but another thing is see if this makes sense kind of rebuke my mindset of how I think I should live and how the steps that I need to take to grow closer because in my mind, like, I thought I had it figured out, like, after deleting social media, like, this is what I need to do, you know, to get closer and stuff like that. But I had to totally get rid of all of that and, you know, give true, you know, dedication. And uh, I was listening to the podcast by Brother Mark Brown and he was talking about how, you know, he's thankful for the, people that take time, you know, in these 15 to 30 minute prayer lives and necessarily, there's not necessarily nothing wrong with that, but if you're really wanting to go deeper or go further, there needs to be an hour or more of these prayer lives and it really got me thinking, you know, I don't, I don't spend enough time and so I had to pretty much get rid of my schedule, everything that I wanted to happen, how long I think I should pray, you know, put the stopwatch up, put the clock up anything like that and really just give and devote my time and 
and really, really, really getting into the word. Like one thing I've done is, you know, Bible plans with others and find an accountability partner. Like find someone that will help you and then that y'all will do it together. Make sure that it's not just your best friend, but make sure that it's someone that will actually hold you accountable. And y'all do this plan together, call on the phone, talk about it, you know, get together, read together, find someone that will do this with you and really strengthen you. And so that's what I've been having to do and really just get rid of my mind frame of how I think I should devote my time to God and give it up to God and say, okay, whatever it is you want me to do, how you want me to live, whatever time needed spent, whatever it is, whatever you want me to read, anything like that, you know. It, my mind is yours, God, and just give it all up for him. And so that's what I've been doing. Yeah, so um, that that sounds about the same thing for me. Um, you know, my, my thing was I like to come home. I like to, uh, after a long day of, you know, grilling hard on the, on the trail, you know, just I like to sit. <laughs> <laughs> I like to come home and, and sit down and turn the TV on, watch some HGTV, eat my dinner, and scroll on Facebook and go to bed. Um, make a make a graphic here or two and for for the church and and do it all over the next day. Get up right right when I need to to get a shower and get to work. I mean, I I, <clears throat> I had a mindset of um, you know of laziness and um and christina kind of touched on that a little bit as well um and i think maybe she's rubbed off on me a little bit but that's okay but uh <laughs> you know i i hate getting up at 5 30 in the morning and i need to get up earlier honestly but um i hate getting up at 5 30 in the morning it it, it just <laughs> it's still dark outside yeah man. yeah christina when she she says good night she says see you dark and early and i'm like oh geez it's gonna be early and dark that's for sure and, you know, and you might hear a train in the background because, you know, we're at my house just chilling, but um, we're, at the, we're at the table on the couch here. But the, my biggest thing was removing uh, that TV. Um, you know, I, I talked a lot about um, that with, with me and Christina that the TV's okay. Now, there is some things that are good. You can watch HGTV sometimes, and, and if there's no commercials, let me, let me get there. Sometimes it's good, but then sometimes you get a same-sex couple, um, and that's being um, you know broadcast to you. You know, trying to find a home. They're trying to find a home. Same-sex couple. The commercials have same-sex couples on them now, and and I, I we wouldn't watch those episodes. So the ones that have the the same-sex couples, we wouldn't watch the episodes. But the commercials had it still. And it's not like we could turn the commercials off. You had to watch the commercials. And there was even a specific for a um, television series uh, that happens. Um, and I'm not going to name it just because I don't want to get in trouble or anything like that for naming it on our podcast. But um, basically, they, they, they blocked out the, the, the A word. Um, and, but every single time, because she would say, bet you're blank. And every single time in my mind... I said that word, just because she blank, just because the word was blanked out on the TV. I still said it in my mind. So, watching Vid Angel or anything like that, if you're watching movies that have sex and gore and and cussing in them, just because the 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 Vid Angel is gonna gonna you know bleep that out, 
you're still accepting that in your mind because you can almost you can there's nothing to leave up uh you know open no. to imagination you know and thank you for christina for trying to you know get into my brain there but the for. yeah so you're still receiving that and you're still getting that into your mind and christina said the the eyes of the soul or to, uh, the the doors of the soul and i believe that what you're putting in front of your face is going to enter into your body. So if you're watching pornographic images, if you're watching things that are not of God, you are going to have things that are not of God in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. Everything that is about you is literally going to go through your eyes through what you're watching. And that and that's even on on your phone, you know, it's just you you can't change the commercials. You might be trying to listen to a, a, a Christian song and a commercial of a same-sex couple comes on. You can't avoid things like that when it comes to social media and media. So things that I've done, obviously Bible plans, like Riley said, um, getting an accountability partner is, is, is something that I haven't specifically done yet, but uh, I need to, obviously. Uh, my wife, of course, is my accountability partner to an extent. Um, but we've we've got to remove the things that are not of God. And that's just, uh, if you want to have a relationship with God, you've got to pick up your cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. And if, if we don't do that, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he was watching TV as he was walking that cross up the hill. I don't think he was playing, you know, he was he was playing some movie and, and eating some popcorn while he was walking that cross up the hill. And if we have to be Christ-like, then we've got to pick up our cross and we've got to bear that cross. And the cross is heavy. So you can't bear the world and the cross at the same time. I promise you it's not going to work out. You're going to fall flat on your face. Yep. The cross enough is hard enough. It's easy in... in, in once you've you've gotten a hold of this thing and the Holy Ghost guides you, but picking up your cross is something you have to do first. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't pick up that cross and still carry the world on your shoulders. So, uh, yeah. So, turning the TV off, listening to preaching instead of watching HGTV, mm-hmm. listening to godly music mm-hmm. instead of you know, <laughs> listening to uh, Lady Gaga on. Uh, you know, on reels or Nicki Minaj, or you know the 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 quick little songs, the little jingles that we know because of Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Instead of singing those, we're singing glad hosannas instead. So I, I those are my few things that I've done. You know, and 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 reading your Bible, etc. Obviously, uh, having it read to you, um, which is great. Um, but I believe that uh, we're putting some things in place. So Caden, go ahead. Tell us uh, some things that, uh, that you've replaced. Especially before TCYC, the biggest thing in my life was music. Especially also like trying to work and stuff like that, but having ADHD. Music is one thing that has helped me just sit there and focus on what I'm doing. But uh, I wouldn't listen to the greatest stuff. I'd listen to worldly rap and stuff like that. Like There's so many songs out there that I used to listen to that aren't good that talk about drugs and all this other kind of stuff. And it just isn't good for you to listen to. And I can, I can word for word name every single part of that song because I would listen to it for hours and hours a day. Well, right after TCYC, I went on to my music apps that I listened to 
and I deleted every single ungodly song, maybe except for like an old song that was. There's one song that on there that I listened to, and it's like it made in 1950s. It's like a old western story song, and uh, and then there's like and then maybe a few old songs that like uh, from the early 50s and stuff like that is the only thing I haven't really deleted. I'm big into that, but that's like. <laughs> And, I, and you're not the it. old guy. We're, we're, yeah. we're yeah. Hey, Mr. Facebook. All right, you know those are good songs. Are they? Just, are they work, really? No, they're they don't. Are you sure? They don't talk. Okay, compared to what, what the like, world says is good. Is yes, good. yes. But no, I I listen to Draylon Young and James Wilson, and probably that's the only thing I'll listen to. And uh, like I listen to that all day whenever I actually put my headphones in. And uh, all day, all day, <laughs> in the and shower. In the shower, I'll be hitting the notes in oh the shower. Yeah, that's what, it sounds, that's what it sounds like. Um, but no, I deleted all my worldly music that I ever had, and like, yeah, it like, because in a time after my dad passed away, there's a lot of depression going on, so uh, I would move to that stuff for help because there's a de- like, there's a can I say names of people like like artists and stuff like sure. that well there is a uh, a rap artist named juice world that was a depressive singer and it and it helped uh, it quotation marks helped um didn't really at all but it's what i thought it would help me to get through these times because of course he sings about depressive music and all but all it talked about was escaping through drugs and that's not a way you escape that's a way it just bears it temporarily and it doesn't fully it, you don't ever get to fully escape from what you're dealing with and uh, the only way to really escape is getting in the bible or going kneeling down on your knees and praying which is what i've been it it's hard because i i haven't in my whole life i've never even though i've been in there ever since i was born 17 years old and i've been in church ever since i was born it's still and my dad tried to instill into me always pray pray 24/7 you don't don't let the spirit die out in your life, but you know, it's. I'm not gonna say it's hard. It's just I'm lazy, and plus also I'm not gonna try to make excuse for being in high school and stuff like that. And it's it's just hard, but I'm trying to get better at that. Like this week we had 24 hour prayer, and I tried to go up there as much as I could, and I went up there two times, and I've never really prayed for an hour, but I prayed for an hour each time, and I and I and I enjoy that. I felt. That's I felt better doing that than I have listening to any kind of songs that would try to help me through depressive moments, watching anything. There's nothing better than sitting down, praying, talking with God, and being in the Spirit. Because especially going up there instead of just being, I know being by yourself and praying by yourself is really good, but I like to hear other people pray because it doesn't just, especially being younger and hearing somebody older, it encourages me. And it, and it helps me feel like I'm not the only one trying to do this. And also, it's somebody that, if, especially if it's somebody you look up to, and it just helps you and helps you and all this other kind of stuff. And just trying to replace what I used to do with with praying. And I'm not I'm not going to say I'm 100% <laughs> good yet because I'd no. still it's still hard to do an everyday yeah. prayer life and especially reading the Bible. I'm behind, I'm not even gonna lie, I'm behind <laughs> on my my Bible reading yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get better at that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And uh, also pray more. 
But uh, one thing is, I know it's not. I know YouTube is YouTube, and I don't watch the greatest. I, I never used to watch greatest stuff. Every it was all gaming. Oh, oh my goodness, was it yes, gaming? It was. I would sit there for hours on day and watch people live stream games like Fortnite Sick. and all yeah, that. Like, on our trip games. to Austin, like the oh, only yes. thing you were watching was gaming the whole oh. way there. Uh, and there's people, but they they you know you might think it's harmless. Because it's a game and it's not real, but in reality, especially like Call of Duty, you're sitting there and you're Ooh. playing and it's a killing game. And I I have made the commitment to delete it finally, but as much as it hurts me, yes. my flesh high because I spent so many hours trying to unlock all these things, but then there's a relief because I don't feel like I need to get back on there and unlock everything else. Yeah. So and even though there's been money spent on it, there's been... Probably hundreds of hours spent on it. I used to spend 11 hours on Saturdays just sitting there by uh, myself playing. Wouldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. I'd go to the bathroom after. Screaming, raging, uh, and a lot of rage is where it was. For the record, me and Caden both played Call of Duty together. Oh, dear Lord. Hours upon hours. Oh. Um, the and not to steal it. it. <laughs> not to, not to steal your time. Yeah, yeah, rolling eyes. <laughs> not to steal any part of your thing, but um, you know that was that was one of the things that I had to give up was be, I had to give up my Xbox because I had given up Call of Duty before. But guess what? I downloaded it right after. And like I said, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a dog and everything, whatever. But um, I had to. I literally had to remove my Xbox from my house. I sold it. Mm-hmm. I got rid of it. Because and, and and Riley was so happy. He was, I was he so was, happy. Riley was happy. What about wife well, over I, here? Got too. tired of coming over and spend time with my friends and me. Christine just sitting there and Kate and Gary just up there playing video games. I'm like, can we do something we can all do together? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, wait, Kate. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, so I know, I know it, it's probably the best thing to delete, like get rid of all these games fully, but. In a way, I, it's not. It's, I'm not going to use it as an excuse to just play because I have. But I have worldly friends that the only way that I can talk to them now because they don't. They dropped out of school and went to something that we have here called Pathways. And the best way I can talk to them and actually get personal with them is through like, you know, online party chat. Even if I'm not even playing, most of hours on games is spent sitting in the lobby. I'm not even going to lie with my friends. But I talk. I try to talk. I try to shove in God every now and then. But Call of Duty is where I spent most of my time, and it's done for. It's gone. Uh, whenever I'm ungrounded from not cleaning, uh, <laughs> like I was supposed to, I'm going on the Xbox and I'm deleting Call of Duty fully. You can have uh, Riley delete it for you. Hey, that's true. He can do it right I don't now. Know how to work no way. He doesn't. He's not working Xbox. He's PlayStation guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gi- giving that up. Giving the game that I spent the most hours on, probably over hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, gonna replace it with better things, and then YouTube was I've stopped watching all video gaming and stuff like that, and I watch uh, now whenever I do watch it, I watch the uh, there's this uh, he's a he's oh, a hunter and fisherman, he's like oh, Kendall oh, Gray, and he every he might not be the same like truth and stuff like that, but he everything he always talks about God in it. He talk, He doesn't curse, and uh, he puts a Bible verse in every single you like every single YouTube video. And it's and if he can do it, and if he doesn't, I don't know what 
dominate whatever what he believes yeah what he believes what religion he is but if he can do that and sit there and even if he's not like fully in the truth but he can still post everything about god why can't we you know and he's and he has millions of followers on youtube and and he's he's still getting the word out there to uh, who god is and also it's just he's funny and it it might take up a little bit of time but at least it's not it's it's getting me it's getting me off that crutch of gaming and stuff like the, that. The one thing I would say to you for that, because you are young, you're 17 years old. Um, don't let YouTube, even if you are watching yes. things that are productive and have a good message. calling behind it, a message behind it, make sure that you're not filling more of that in your life than you are God's word, the preach word. Um, don't let that overtake you because there is good things on YouTube. Don't get us mm-hmm. wrong. There's good right. things on Absolutely. social media. I mean, there's, there's good things on TV. But messages and stuff like that. But we've got to make sure that we put the kingdom of God first. Yes. And if YouTube takes over our lives, then we are literally even if you're watching good stuff, if you do yeah. not do it over your spiritual self, then it is like you have not changed anything. Mm-hmm. Christina, right. go ahead. Um, I did want to say something to replace. Uh, we know we're talking about a prayer life, and if you are one of the people like like myself and probably Caden, um, or even probably Riley and Gary. Uh, you get distracted, or you're like you're like praying, and then you get there, and then you're only like eight minutes in, and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been here for like an hour already. What do I do? Where do I go from here? And that's getting a a pattern of prayer, something to mm-hmm. help you. And two of the things that have helped me tremendously is uh, the Spiritual Warfare Prayer Book by Judy uh, Doty. I don't know how, how you pronounce it, but that is a great prayer tool. And whether and even if you're not like a spiritual warfare prayer warrior, there are prayers in there that's not, you know, binding and loosing spirits and tearing down strongholds. It has just prayers in there to help you pray. And then um, the Tabernacle Prayer by Brother G.A. Mangan. Um uh, I know Brother Josh Herring preach, preaches a message on YouTube, the um, perfect pattern of prayer. Listen to these and get this pattern just to help you get into a prayer life so that you can go past the eight minutes and really get into the presence of God and have that kind of communion so you can replace that time that you would have spent and enjoy it like I enjoyed it. I, uh, this week have really implemented the tabernacle prayer and like time just flies by. I look at my phone and I'm like, Oh, I've been at this. Not, I'm not putting roses on myself. Just, you know, giving a testimony, been at this for two hours and what, this is amazing. So just get yourself a pattern of prayer. Um, another thing about prayer, especially being younger and, you know, Oh, oh yeah. Especially being younger and, uh, having like a, like distractions and all this other kind of stuff, you know. Uh, what I did, what I've been doing is like last time we, uh, I went up there to the church and prayed, and had my hour. Usually I would never be able to do it, but what I did is for that hour I made a commitment to God that no technology would be on my body. So I put my phone and I put my even my Apple Watch. I put it down and I just prayed for as long as I could. And ended up being the long, some of the longest prayer I've ever had in my life because yeah. you get rid of the the distractions, and uh, and people if somebody texts you, especially on your Apple Watch, you can feel it. And so on, on like 
you automatic. tend to look at it, and then when you do that, you're pausing your spirit to look at something that's technological, and you know you're just looking at technology instead of praying. Are you talking about? Are you talking about from our Thursday prayer that you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, tongues I and that, interpretation. Yes. Happens. I mean, <laughs> they were they were having praise practice, and me, Caden, and uh, Sister, Sister Mia, Mia, lady in our church. We're all praying, and, and, and sometimes an interpretation happened between the three of us. And it was just, like, mind-blowing that, one, I could be used like that, for one. Um, but for the three of us, and, and for the most part, it was me and Caden, but uh, just for that to happen. So that that is pretty awesome. So um, the last thing that we've got on the agenda here for the couch, and we're thankful that uh, you've gotten this far if you have. Um, <laughs> hopefully we haven't rambled on too much and we don't sound super professional or anything like that. We or apologize. Not. Or, or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not what they're thinking. Yeah, so uh, I just I just want to thank you for again joining us. But um, the last thing that I have to speak about, and I'm kind of, I, I, I'm going to throw this in on the guys because it wasn't technically on our agenda. Um so I hope that you guys can kind of remember it. But um, the the next question was, um, how can um, there was a message pre- preached? Let me let me just ask the question. So how can we get our local church uh, for us? It's True Church of Denison uh, to grab the way of the donkey. So you're probably asking yourself, what is the way of the donkey? And if you weren't at TCYC, um, I suggest going to uh, the True Church Denison YouTube page and finding the Thursday night message of Cody Marks. Um, on YouTube, and it is called The Way of the Donkey, and it's probably one of the greatest messages I've ever heard. Now, please, don't get me wrong. Every single message that I heard at TCYC was life-changing, and I'm not pinning these specific uh, services. Um, uh, we've chose these because, one, it's something that us, as the four of us, we have we have kind of grabbed onto, um, and I'm going to kind of throw this in as well for Friday night service as well, but the question is, how can we, how can we get our local church to grab on the way of the donkey. So what is the way of the donkey? Kind of give you a synopsis. One of the few things that I took out of it, and this is going to be a group decision, guys. Um, I want us to really talk about this together. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I wrote, uh, we listened to the message again last night, and um, the biggest thing that I got out of it was a donkey has nothing to do with speed. He was comparing a donkey to a horse, a thoroughbred. Um, when you think of a thoroughbred, you think fast, you think mm-hmm. muscular, you think, you know, do it. Stud, a stud, a horse, a stud horse. But a donkey has nothing to do with speed. It has all to do with endurance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to open this up. But I also want to make sure that um, we, we kind of spoke, uh, talked about things um, about uh, our normal church life. Um, one of the biggest things that I had I had said was that I was sorry that it took TCYC because my pastor's been preaching this all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The whole time. Our pastor has literally been preaching this all hey, along, pastor. and you know, I mean, he was pulling teeth to get you yes. know, and we literally would go service after service after service, and we wouldn't hear him. And or we would hear him, just ignore him when we yes, left. Yes, exactly. And I literally wrote down that I'm sorry that I didn't listen to my pastor, that it took another minister at a conference for me to start listening. And in regards to social media, in regards to church life, in regards to everything, I'm sorry that it took another minister for me to not listen to my own shepherd. Yeah. And I kinda, if somebody wants to expound on that, um, uh, but, but the way of the donkey, 
Um, Jesus didn't come in on a horse. He came in on a donkey. Uh, the endurances uh, of a donkey. Donkeys live, how long do you say? Like 15 or 27 years or something like that? 27 to 40. Yeah, and so they, they, they're an endurance animal. And, and Jesus didn't come in on a horse. He came in on, mm-hmm. on a donkey. So um, how, how can we get that message to our local church that, you know, we don't have to have the greatest um, in anything. We don't have to have the, um, we just need to endure. We don't have to be horses, okay? We just need to endure. And how, how do we endure this time? prayer mm-hmm. um we've got to seek we got to seek god's face no matter what mm-hmm. um and i think the biggest thing is prayer um we 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 don't want to pray christina yeah. go ahead well one of the um qualities of a donkey versus a horse is the social aspect yes. that he preached that if mm-hmm. you were to put two stud horses in a pen together they would kill each other because they're so full of, you know, oh, I'm the so best, and I, I, and they would kill each other. They would demolish. But if you were to put two donkeys together, they're very social creatures, and they would get along together, and they would put all of themselves aside and just be social and say, hey, we need to have that communion. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, you know, especially in the time that we live in this world coming to an end time we need one another and that's the way of the donkey is we live in such an isolated time um thanks to you know our current um you know year your past uh, you know isolation gets you and that's not what god intended god intended us for to be social and to be together to walk and to commune with one another and to commune with god breaking bread from house to house not just at church either so encouraging to our church hey we need to be in small groups we need to be in each other's homes studying the word of god together to be social in this time uh one of the things that he had said at the very beginning of his message um was if i gave you the keys if i took the keys of a brand new car and i threw them and it would be 100 percent you no taxes no nothing i threw those keys in the middle of the sanctuary you probably would be trampled to death by somebody else trying to get those keys and he equated that to the king of kings is those keys but we come to a church service with all our problems all the burden that we have and everything and we don't worship we don't pray we don't we don't even go to the prayer room the prayer room at tcyc oh man whoa these are young people guys young people People that probably haven't, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not belittling somebody's testimony, but these are young, young adults Mm -hmm. that probably haven't gone through some of the things that adults have had that go, at least go to our church, that um, (laughs) were seeking God's face. A roar. It was like It was a roar. I think it was Brother Galloway, I believe, that had mentioned it, that he walked in and he was like, it was the first night. Nobody Whoa. expected that. I didn't even expect anybody to go into the prayer room. He thought it was it music was play. Yeah. And it was young people. Just I don't know why we can't have that happen in our local assembly. Now, right. 
I, with this past week, our pastor has uh, you know, uh, instilled in us to delete social media and to get off social media and everything. And uh, 24-hour prayer was this past week. Um, and I believe that we're, we're on the upward. Yeah. We're on the upward The here. incline. Yes, we are definitely we are on the Ooh. incline here. So I just I, I I just want us to glean from this conference, um, and uh, we're wrapping up here. And once again, I'm I'm thankful that you've you've listened. But uh, if there is one thing that I want you to get out of this podcast today, is that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You have friends. Yes. You have family members. Yes. You might have a spouse that's going through the exact same thing that you're going through. And Brother Marks, it's, it talked about depression. Mm-hmm. And it's just an attack of the enemy. It is literally an attack of the enemy. You are made in God's image. And, you know... Maybe I've been I've been reading a passage of scripture that God kind of put on my heart. I believe it's John eleven, John nine or John eleven, and it's talking about Lazarus, and um, Lazarus is dying, and Jesus goes and raises him from the dead, and the scripture says that he said um, he was covered from head to toe in his grave clothes, and. After Jesus raised him from the dead and he came out, you know, he probably stunk. <laughs> I can imagine. But Jesus said to remove his grave clothes. And I've kind of uh, emphasized that into my life that I'm done living in the grave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stay in the grave, I don't want you to stay in the grave. Anybody that's listening to this, Caden, Riley, Christina, I don't want you to stay in the grave. Yeah. But I'm not staying with you. Yeah. And our pastor has said that some are not going to make the trip. Mm-hmm. And that breaks my heart that people that I've gone to church with for years mm-hmm. are going to backslide. And they're going to take the, the back way route. The easy way. The easy way out. And it breaks my heart that my friends, I've already seen mm-hmm. it, especially with COVID, our, our elders... You know, it, it just, you can stay in the grave. I don't want you to. But for me and my house, we're stepping out the grave. Yes. Yep. We're going to loose our, our chains. We're going to loose, we are going to loose our grave clothes and we're going to throw them aside. And you know what? I might accidentally start going towards the grave a little bit sometimes. But I know I've got my friends here. I've got my wife here. They can say, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me grab let me let me grab you. We're fist bumping here. Let me grab a hold of you, so you don't fall into that that grave. Yes. Yeah. And that you don't that you took those clothes off. They stink. Go put them in the washing machine. Okay. No, I don't want to keep. Them yeah, we don't want to keep those. Just throw them off so the cliff great. or something. You know, leave them in the grave. Don't put your grave clothes back on. This this TCYC that. If, if anything, that I can say that I glean from TCYC is this right here. And it's that the past is the past. Absolutely. Let it stay there. Yep. Yes. Let the past stay there. No matter what you've done from this point on, 
from from I'm sorry, whatever you've done from the this point backwards, it's covered in the blood. Yep. It's covered in his name. Jesus don't even remember it. Your friends might remember it, but guess what? Jesus doesn't remember it. Mm-hmm. It's covered in his blood. It's cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Okay? So whatever you've done in the past, it's over with. Start building your life with Jesus. Pick up your cross and follow him. Last thing that I'm going to say, and then if these guys want to say anything to, to close it out, we'll close it out. But the, the one thing that I got from the donkey message, the way of the donkey, is that the call of God is still the highest calling. Yes. So if you feel to be a missionary, if you feel to be a home missionary, a Sunday school teacher, a preacher, that calling is the highest calling. That calling is higher than sports. It's higher than your education. Yes. It's higher than any career that you could ever do. That calling is birthed inside of you. And I believe that. And let's make more than just a vocal commitment. Let's show that we are going to prove to God that we are willing and able vessels to do what he, what he wants in us. And I'm finding that last note um, that I wrote down from his message here. Um, the king's business is at hand. And I'm sorry, I, I, I missed that, but... Um, But, but anyway, so the king's business is at hand. And when his hand reaches down into you, things are going to happen in your life. So I'm going to shut up now. Do uh, you guys have anything just to kind of close it out? I do. One thing, because uh, you're talking about how to get your local church to grab a hold of the way of the donkey. One thing we really got to do is go out there and be the example. Uh, like... Uh, they're not going to expect, and it's sad to say, but like a lot of times like with churches, they don't expect for especially the youth to be the leaders of the way because that's how it's always been. But, you know, we're the church now. So go out there, be the example for your church, and people are going to see that. And human tendencies, they're going to follow. They're going to want to, they're going to see the growth in you. They're going to say, hey, I want to be a part of that. And then like <laughs> Pastor was talking about today, you know, a lot of times we get wrapped up in the moment. Sometimes we make these big, giant commitments and, you know, that we're going to do this immediately and then it falls off. But like with the way of the donkey, it's, it's longevity. Make those small commitments every single day. Uh, don't make something that you can't commit to, but make those commitments that will last a long time and that you're not going to fall away from. And just, like I said, go out there and be the example and people that want to be involved with the church and really want this truth and want to grab a hold of the way of the donkey and that want to grow, they're going to follow you. So, oh, uh, you're going to go? Oh, Well, another thing is also, if you want your, like another thing about the way of the donkey, endurance, you need to endure behind your pastor too. And you need to lift him up in prayer and help him keep, and keep him strong and like just stay behind your pastor because if you don't, and other people, if, if someone's leaning on you and you start doing what your pastor says, they're going to start getting behind your pastor yeah. and they're going to start following the way like they're supposed to. And you just got to, you have to follow behind your pastor and no matter what it is, even if you don't agree with something because 
uh, he has a conviction that he has, but uh, but and you might not have the same one. But if he says something, don't just listen to him and don't argue with it and try to think that hey, this doesn't apply to me. It's only his. But if it's what your pastor says, he's your shepherd. So you have to follow by what he like desires for his flock. And yeah. And study. 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 Yeah, Show yeah. yourself approved. If you're confused about something that he's saying, because I can guarantee you that your pastor has been in the book more than you probably have. Yeah. And and, and that could be a different story. You know, there's there's men in our church that that study and, and show themselves approved. Not saying that they're you know higher than than our pastor, but they do show themselves to be approved. So if if your pastor is telling you to do something, go ask him why he's asking you to do that, because he'll show you scripture probably where he's at, why he's asking you to do that. So that's that's a very good point. Go ahead. So one thing last before we close out, um, it's kind of to tack on what Gary said. You know what your past is, you know to where you are now. Um, we're all human beings, you know, we're all sinners. We were all born sinners and none of us are perfect. Like the things that we're saying, we're not saying we're perfect, man. We fall and we make mistakes, but a scripture that hit me was Romans eight and one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, no matter what happens up to this point. And if, if, Caden or I or Gary or Riley or you are, were to fall tomorrow, this word right here, there is therefore now what you choose to do from this moment on. Yeah. Now is no condemnation to you when you walk after God's spirit and say, you know what? Nope, I'm not doing that. I made a promise and I'm going to live after my promise and I'm going to do better right now. So just wanted to leave that. All right, well, um, we thank you for making it this far and uh, listening to the couch. Um, we're, we might do this again. Maybe. Um, this, was, this was a pretty big event in our lives, so we wanted, to, we wanted to document it. We had been saying we wanted to do a podcast for a very long time, uh, but TCYC kind of just birthed that. Yeah. Um, but um, from uh, uh, Christina, from Caden, from Riley, from myself, Gary, this is, is the, the couch. couch.